major NFL trade alert. The Los Angeles Rams acquire linebacker Vaughn Miller from the Denver Broncos. Whoa. Obviously, the Broncos are waving the white flag on the season. The Rams are one of, I think, it's three teams that are 7-1. and How about that, D-line? How about that defense, period? Stop that presses! This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, It is. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome inside the bunker as we broadcast from the Bermuda Triangle of the National Hockey League. It's going to be a very exciting day today for our American friends that aren't above the 49th parallel. You should know that it's minus six Celsius today. Did you notice that, Moose? (laughs) Here, out here, the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL. When I woke up, I asked, I always ask my uh, assistant, like Google, right? Yeah. What's the forecast today? Hmm. So I know what to wear. And at the moment when I woke up, it was early. It was minus 10 when I woke up. Come on. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I just want to go back to bed. I might just tell Rod I'm doing the show from home. I'm not leaving. One day that'll happen. It will. Uh, 23 Fahrenheit, by the way. But that's hockey weather. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking a lot of hockey today with some very special guests. I'm very excited. Friends of ours, Mike Benton from the Seattle Kraken radio crew is going to join us. Longtime voice of the Everett Silvertips and just a real good guy. Mike Benton's going to join us to talk about the NHL's newest team and last night's loss in Edmonton. And Scott Laughlin from Sirius XM NHL radio. He's going to be with us. And I'm looking forward to that. We got some football talk and some breaking news, as I told you earlier, uh, Moose. Um, the bunny hug that I'm wearing today, if you notice, I love it. It is from Stretch Pass Advising. These guys watch us every day from Michigan. And you're wondering what Stretch Pass Advising is. Go give them a follow on Twitter. SP Advising, guiding hockey players in their pursuit of advancement. They're a partner of Unique Tenders, Instat Hockey, At Hockey Tape, and BioSteel Sports. Situated out of Michigan, They love the show, they love the hockey, and we love them. And before we get to the quick six show topics, we do have breaking news today on this NFL trade deadline day today. I guess we are uh, your official NFL trade deadline headquarters. Sure. Why not? Right here for it. It's not International Goalie Day today. Kerry Price, you're going to go to bed. The Pittsburgh Steelers have traded veteran outside linebacker Melvin Ingram to the Kansas City Chiefs for a sixth-round pick of the 2022 draft. The teams made the announcement this morning, hours before the NFL's trade deadline. The move gives Kansas City's struggling defense some much-needed help, though Ingram did sit out Pittsburgh's win over Cleveland on Sunday with what the team called a groin injury. Just so you know, Ingram's snaps have declined as the season's gone on. He had uh, just 17 plays when they uh, played Seattle on October 17th. This year, Ingram has one sack, 10 tackles in six games with the Steelers. So not, I don't know. We're not even going to analyze that. Let's move into the quick six show topics, please. Uh, Thank you. We're starting with Monday in the National Hockey League. The, uh, it was a night of firsts for the Edmonton Oilers. Hello, Alberta, Northern Alberta. I know you're watching. You don't say much, but you're all watching. Leon Dreisaitl had two goals and two helpers, and three other players scored their first of the season as the Oilers continued their hot start with a 5-2 victory over the Seattle Kraken. Duncan Keith, Kyle Turris, and Kyler Yamamoto! 
got their initial goals of the campaign, and Edmonton improved to 7-1. and one. How come I haven't heard that this year? <laughs> I guess because it was just his first of the season. Yeah, I think Jack Michaels was, was calling the game last night. So, not our friend, Mr. Singh. So we, did not, uh, we didn't get Hannah Ryan on the call on that one. But Hannah Ryan saying, Yamamoto! I'm missing it! I was... Get scoring up there. That's amazing. It's that's an all-timer. That's an all-timer. <laughs> yes, it is. Like that's up there with Henderson. Scores for Canada. No, it's not, Darren. Come on, stop, <laughs> stop it. Andre, pres, prisoner of the moment, right here. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky made 31 saves. Anthony Sorelli had a goal and two helpers, and the Tampa Bay Lightning beat Washington 3-2 Monday night, ending the Capitals' eight-game season-opening point streak. Ovi had his season-opening point streak snapped. Uh, He had nine goals, six assists in that time. Patrick Kane had three goals and an assist in his return to the lineup, and the Chicago Blackhawks got their first win of the season. 5-1 over Ottawa. The Flower made 29 saves in a half-full United Center. The Blackhawks now won 7-2. There were only three games in the NHL last night, so we're moving on to the next point. And that is NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, my buddy. Do we have the photo of the two of us together from that luncheon? Probably not. I should have uh, gave that to Clark. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman has come under fire as he defended the league's response to last week's release of a damning report into how the Chicago Blackhawks handled sexual assault allegations made by one of their players, as you all know, in 2010. Bettman opened his remarks in an hour-long news conference yesterday by apologizing to Kyle Beach before fielding a number of pointed questions related to punishments levied and not levied by his office, including the decision to absolve Winnipeg Jets general manager Kevin Sheveldayoff of wrongdoing. My quick take on that, because we're not just reading the news here, we're giving our opinions, and Darren, you can get yours ready if you wish. I thought Batman came off fine. I think there's still a lot of information they don't know. I fully believe the NHL didn't know about this until under a year ago. I really believe that. It wasn't completely widespread. I had a player on that team, it was in the springtime, said to me, something's coming. He knew about it. He was on the team. He was in the dressing room. But vast, league-wide, I'm not sure everybody knew. The Blackhawks owners didn't even know. And we don't need to necessarily go down all of this road. Here's my only take on this thing with Shovel Dayoff getting off because he had a minor role on the club, and as Bettman said yesterday, he thought his superiors were taking care of it. So we're going to let him go. How is that really any different than Joel Quenville, who doesn't have a minor role on the club, but he also thought his superiors were taking care of it. But there's more, and my phone was, the last two days has been ringing with sexual abuse survivors, victims, who are saying all these things. Why didn't they go to the police? Why didn't he punch the coach? Why, <clears throat> why did Quenville do this? So there's just so much stuff that we don't know that I'm not willing to go any further down that road on. It's not like it's all behind us. Clearly, it isn't all behind us. You saw this statement from Beach that the Blackhawks are still trying to make his life hell. So, it's ugly. It's unfortunate. The center of it all is Brad Aldrich. All of it is him. That prick should burn. But that's my take. You? It's like in those situations, you sit there and you just wonder why. Why, why, why? And you're not going to get an answer. Yeah. You just want to know why. And then the best we can do in this moment is do what we can to make sure these things don't happen in the future. Um, 
And that's what you hope comes out of this, is that it this doesn't happen moving forward and that these incidents become less and less and less and less. The big thing I think that came out of the conference and, and that people are mentioning is Alan Walsh, the super agent, his yeah. tweet um, talking about how the NHL would fine teams for circumventing the salary cap $3 million, but the Blackhawks for mismanaging a sexual abuse situation only $2 million. And that's where, that's where Gary Bettman, I think, is under the most fire. You know, this kind of look that he's valuing that stuff as being worse than the human rights or the human uh, side of it, right, with the uh, sexual abuse. At a $2 million fine, but, you know, cheating the salary cap was worth $3 million. So I think he's going to have to figure that out. But it, it's hard because you don't know it at the time. But I think that's the biggest thing that I took away from the press conference. I'm wondering uh, what the coffee talk is on Coffee Row. Are people even having coffee talk anymore? I don't know. Are they? I assume they are. I'm, I'm having one tomorrow morning, so I guess. What are they talking about today? Is it about the actual games last night? Right. Or is it the Blackhawks thing? B. Henderson writes in, is Brooke Henderson watching <laughs> on YouTube? B. Henderson says it was totally covered up. Nobody's disputing that. But was it covered up just by the Blackhawks or the entire National Hockey League? Robin in Prince Albert says, what about Bettman not going to take a question from Rick Westhead until he was kind of forced to? That's Gary's right. I mean, I, there's things about Rick Westhead that I don't like. There's information that I'm getting from hockey people that Rick Westhead is either choosing not to report or doesn't know. So as John Ohm... Oh, there we go. Ohm in Winnipeg. Says, I think Bettman's doing a decent job handling this. Everybody got lobbed a grenade here. <laughs> Frankly, nobody that's kind of what's to hang on there's, to it. Right. Nobody wants to hang on to it. And it's the center of it all is the video coach. That's the thing. James in Border Manitoba watching. He says, I don't cheer for the orders, but I think McMuffin doing well in a small Canadian market is good for all the Canadian teams. So I'm happy for them. I've never heard Connor called McMuffin before. No? I, no. I kind of like it, though. It's good. It's good, McMuffin. <laughs> Jennifer from the Four Seasons Sports Palace writes in. She says, good morning, everyone. Oilers go to 7-1. With Duncan Keith scoring his first as an Oiler. And Yamamoto cracks his scoring drought. I'd rather talk about the games. Interesting. Interesting. Here we go. Northside YEG. You know him? Mm-hmm. Regular viewer on YouTube says the coffee talk, coffee roll on Jasper Avenue this morning is the flower being traded to Edmonton. How about that? You're a year and two years late on that one, bro. The Oilers might have won a Stanley Cup if they'd had the flower the last couple of years. They should, they should have done everything and anything they could have done, in my opinion, to get the flower. Now, having said all that, Watching the Oiler game last night, I was impressed with the augmentation of the Oilers lineup with the Duncan Keiths and the Zach Hymans and the Cody Ceces. Like Ken Holland very clearly looked and said, we can't continue to be a two-player team. We just can't. So he's added some very sturdy pieces there, and it's led to our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who's been the best NHL free agent signing this season? And we, in our pregame meeting here, put our heads together, and we came up with these options. Dougie Hamilton, Zach Hyman, Blake Coleman, 
or Freddie Anderson. And running away with it right now is the former Leafs goalie, Freddie Anderson, who was, what I say, Moose, number two in goals against average in the NHL this season. Yep. 42% on Twitter saying, Freddie, steady Freddie. And I see on Facebook, Zach Hyman's leading. Yeah, 50%. How about that? Those are the big two sexy picks, right? I mean, you got the goaltender, Carolina, who I think is 7-0 and with a sub two goals against average. You mentioned that. Um <laughs> You laughed before we went there. The Leafs just can't get out of their own way. Letting <laughs> I go. love it. And then he goes and has a great year. Or, I mean, at least a great start. But, uh, you know, that's what you want, ideally, in free agency, guys, to come in and make an impact. I mean, Zach Hyman has kind of been part of the identity of the Oilers early on and helped with the culture. And Blake Coleman in Calgary has got them off to a pretty good start. So, I'd probably say... Freddie and Zach are, are the consensus top two picks. Cool. I didn't think that was going to be the case, though. I appreciate everybody chiming in on the comments here. And forgive us. Well, I will get to them. I'll try to make a mental note of them. Rand, can you make a quick answer to Randolph's question from Ontario? He says, Moose, do you think Tennessee is toast after the Derrick Henry injury? I you seem to think that they're toast. Well, yes, okay. but never toast. They're number one in the AFC right now. The goalie for Detroit, who I said sounds like a tennis player, Nadeljigovic. Did I say that right? No, I don't think so. Somebody said, um, is he considered a free agent? And he's not. Because Ryan from Saratoga, New York, came to the rescue and said, no, Nadeljigovic. How about that? That's better. Was traded from Carolina to Detroit. So, no. And I, I knew the Jets were going to be in here somewhere. B. Henderson on YouTube says, Winnipeg is loving Nate Schmidt. Winnipeg made some signings, too, and they're in the conversation. But these are the four that we came up with, and right now it doesn't really matter because everybody's saying it's Freddie Anderson who's having a hell of a season in uh, Carolina. Uh, I can keep rolling with They're asking about flower and salary cap concerns and stuff. It's not like the CFL and the NHL. They do enforce the salary cap, but you can find a way around it, can't you? Always. <laughs> Always. We find a way around it. It's a guideline. Come on. How bad do you want to win? Tampa found it. Uh, Monday night football. Harrison Butker hit a pair of fourth-quarter field goals, including the go-ahead 34-yarder with just over a minute to go, and the Kansas City Chiefs scrambled their way to a 20-17 comeback victory over the New York Giants. Patrick Mahomes threw for 275 yards with a touchdown and a pick. Daniel Jones had 222 yards passing with two touchdowns and a pick for the Giants. I see that you've come out with your top five. We'll get to that after the break. I wondered if anybody watched the Manning broadcast last night, and... You understand, as a certified recovery coach, I'm very big on brain pathways and habit forming, and I'm like, I was watching Monday Night Football and completely forgot to put it on the Mannings. I'm just not used to it. Me too. Same thing. And I've never even thought about it. And I'm kicking myself because I enjoy it when I do watch oh, it. Oh, it's awesome. I do like flipping back and forth. Yeah. yeah, and then I, as I said, I switched over to the order game, and I do not apologize for that because it was a good game and it was a good broadcast. But I didn't watch the Mannings until this morning's highlights on Sports Center, and it was the usual thing. The one thing I caught was Peyton Manning was talking about the stud fees that his father, Archie, charges. 
The what? You wouldn't understand because you're a townie. <clears throat> to have a male breed, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. female, there's a fee. The stud it's a stud fee. fee. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Peyton was talking about that. And as usual, Eli was just sitting there and giggling uncomfortably. <laughs> it's kind of like what we do on this right. show. Like Eli, you might want to pick it up a little bit here. You might want to come with your own funny stuff or else we're, we Peyton, don't need you. Peyton's a funny guy. Peyton's hilarious. So, yeah, Archie's stud fee's going up. He said, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, my God. How many people are getting this? Anyways, the warm-up brought to you by e Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. We will take a break here, but I'll tell you what, I, something just dawned on me. I said if we had a CFL broadcast, which CFL greats would you like to see do what the Mannings are doing? You said the Flutie brothers would be good, and I think they would be real good. Yep. I'd said David Benefield and Adriano Belli, the kissing bandit. What NHL greats would you like to see sit on the couch? Oh, percolate on that for a while. The next four minutes, we'll talk about that when we come back, whatever CFL items there may be. On the way, Mike Benton from the Seattle Kraken Radio Network and Scott Laughlin from Sirius XM NHL Radio. This show has just vastly improved my mood today. So thank you and thank you. And we'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.